Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Joe Finn and Florin Mangu are a pair of pioneering entrepreneurs who have brought together their expertise in the field of both technology and water hygiene to develop a smart sensor that could potentially save thousands of lives each year. Legionnaire's disease is a serious type of pneumonia that can be fatal. Until recently, it was seen as a disease of the past, but it is making a dramatic comeback across England and Wales, believed to be due to climate change and poor hygiene standards in large buildings such as hotels and hospitals. Joe and Florence Sensor can detect the Legionella bacteria in such places, making it an invaluable tool for helping prevent the spread of this harmful disease. Well, I don't think we've had any guests on the Sandro Forte podcast that can talk about something quite so remarkable to come up with something like this. I want to hear all about it. I'm sure all the listeners do too. So welcome to the show, Joe. Hi, Dan. You okay? And to Florin. Good. Good. How are you? I've got to start with Florin. Yep. Where is that name from? It's uh, originally from Romania. It's a very popular name in Romania. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, my name is actually given to me from the dog next door. <laughs> okay, that's that's a whole podcast all on its own. Okay, um, it's great to meet you both. We, we've not been previously acquainted, but thanks to the lovely Melanie Faldo, we have now been introduced. So I need to start by asking you, how did you meet? Because I'm I'm aware of the connection, but I'd, I'd really like you to share that because it's one of the most unusual places you could possibly form a business relationship with somebody. So how did it go? How did that happen, Joe? Well, oddly enough, I was Florence's personal trainer. So um, he come to me, wanted to get a little bit, put some size on. So as you do, I take on a new client. Uh, he takes on his new personal trainer. We train and we gradually over a period of time get to know each other. Um, I didn't really know what he'd done. He said he does computers. That could mean a magnitude of different things. Yeah. Um, I was a personal trainer, so that's what I'd done. Yeah. Externally from the business, he didn't know that I did Legionella. But it's not really one of those things that I sort of go around telling all my clients, I do Legionella outside. Of <laughs> that's so, a conversation stopper, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of boring. No yeah. one really cares about it. Um, and it's one of those things where once we start to get to know each other a little bit more, he asked me a little bit about me. I asked him a bit about him. He doesn't want to train as hard. <laughs> it's just one of them things. Yeah. No more reps, please. Yeah, he's okay. kind of one of them. Yeah. Let's have a chat instead. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Drinking, drinking water fountain breaks. And stuff so like uh, um, water engineering, mm -hmm. I guess, is, is your background. Florin? I'm a software engineer at heart. Okay. So, so you have this conversation and you dream up mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, there's a problem. You, you've obviously identified there's a problem. How on earth do you then develop a sensor that detects Legionella's disease? Well, to be, we didn't really develop it. Okay. We just took something that was already in the market and Florin made it better, basically. Okay. So my, my father-in-law actually introduced me into the Legionella industry. Um, that's why I was doing it external from the gym. <laughs> Can't like you very much. Uh, no. <laughs> and um, he, he had a sensor that he'd taken from refrigeration and just said, I want to put this on water systems to manage and monitor water temperatures. Yeah. So I mentioned it to Florin. Florin said, give me a couple of days. I'll come back. 
I'll make it better and I'll make it cheaper. Guarantee it. So I sort of laughed it off and said, oh, I'll leave it with you. Okay. He come back the next day. He'd made it better. And he said, this is what we can do. This is the process, how we're going to go about it. And this is what we need to do to get that. Wow. Okay. So Florin, uh, clearly a, one of the bright sparks out there. Um, what, so what happened next? How did this, how did this all come about? Well, the first thing was like, you want to go to China? I said, let's do it. Okay. So we wanted to go next week, but apparently visa takes a bit longer. So two weeks later, we flew to China. So now if you don't mind me interrupting, I, this is, this is the fascinating part of the conversation for me, because there are loads of people listening that have a great idea or a solution to a problem, but they don't metaphorically book the plane ticket to China. They just sit on an idea for years and years and years and don't do anything about it. So why I'm particularly interested to meet and chat with you guys is the fact that you made things happen. You know, you've got an idea and you make it happen. You, you book your plane ticket, held up a little bit by the visa application. But apart from that, you just got on and did it. Yeah, we did a bit of market research, understand what the market is like okay. before. So we did a bit of understanding what's out there and understand everything that it's on the market and what other people are selling and what they're buying and uh, the process uh, made us understand that cost is the biggest factor mm -hmm. so going to china would help us solve that by finding a provider that can help us manufacture the cost price that we had in mind and uh, thought is going to help us push this forward to, to the market i'm an 80s kid so um i remember legionella's disease you know it seemed to be everywhere at the time you heard about it all the time then it kind of died a death everyone thought it had gone away um is it is it an issue just in england and wales as i mentioned in the introduction or is this a worldwide problem it's a it's a worldwide problem okay um it's magnified more here and more in the us because we have higher governing bodies and we actually implement higher standards than most European countries and then third world countries as well wouldn't, wouldn't even have them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's even like what Florian says in Romania, they don't have that law at all. Or if they do, it's low governed. So it's, it's one of those things where people are dying of it. And in the UK and uh, in the, in the US as well, they're, they're aware that it's killing people. So they want to do something about it, which is why it's slightly magnified here, but in, uh, Europe in the lesser countries and even in third world countries, people are dying of far worse things than what Legionella are, mm -hmm. that they're just not, it's not an important factor. But here it is, it is an important factor. And because we have the money to provide services to make sure that we can eradicate it or at least control it, that's, that's the idea here. I'm smiling to myself as you're talking, Joe. Um, you are the, the unlikeliest duo, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be disrespectful because, I mean, I don't know what my perception of a, of a likely duo is. But, um, you know, Joe, if you don't mind me saying, you look, look quite physically good. Um, <laughs> Florent, so do you, I, I must admit. But I wouldn't put the two of you together. And we've got the, we've got the lovely Melanie in the studio as well. So I, she's shaking her head as well. Um, so isn't it interesting, perceptions, I wouldn't put the two of you together. But yet, you know, one idea and some expertise and combine them. So I've got a couple of questions that I'd like to explore. One is, so you've got the idea, you know, as young entrepreneurs, I assume you've never run a business or taken a product to market before. So first question to, to both of you, I guess, from your relative perspectives is, how do you take that embryonic idea, apart from book a plane ticket to, to China, um, and make something happen? What were the steps you had to go through from, from that idea that you discussed in the gym? So the first thing that I think overall is prepare to fail. Okay. Uh, it's very hard, but if you keep going, you'll, you'll get there eventually. Uh, so it's a lot of effort, a lot of time put in, but it, there's also a bit of a passion. I'm very passionate about 
tech in general. So for me, it was a challenge that I wanted to take on board. And Joe is passionate about what he's doing. And he had the vast experience to help aid that because I didn't know what I needed to build. I know how to build it, but not how, why and mm -hmm. uh, uh, what they needed to problem to solve. Uh, and that was something that you build up in time. Um, and uh, the technical challenges, uh, you just give it a go. Fail, try again. From software engineering, it's called trial and error until you succeed. I think Thomas Edison said something similar when he was trying to invent the light bulb. So um, I mean, it's really interesting. You may not have heard many of the podcasts, if any, but the one thing that we hear consistently with successful people is exactly as you've just articulated, you know, have a passion, uh, take positive action, don't give up. Joe, from your perspective, I mean, what, what I love about this is you've got um, a classic mix here of um, some technical experience, expertise, and practical application because you need the two you know mm -hmm. independent you probably couldn't have done it on your own um so it makes for a great partnership what about from your perspective what were the things you learned on this journey i think having someone like Florian behind you actually really really helps because when when you actually sit down and think of it a lot of people can have an idea which is brilliant and it can save lives or it can change the world or it can make people different types of money and all these different things but usually what happens is someone has an idea and then they think I need a website and then I need to pay for someone to make that website. And then I need some type of technical guidance. Then I need to pay for someone to give me that technical guidance. Where I was lucky is I had the expertise. We combined had an idea, but Florian can do websites. And Florian has a technical background of understanding on how we can make things and how we can move forward, which that for me was the beauty of it, which makes Florian the backbone of, the, of remote tech. So I know how to apply it. But having a having a strong backbone business wise is brilliant, and that's where I felt lucky. And also, when you're in your family home as well, mm -hmm. having a tight knit background just for someone to keep telling you to keep going. I mean, my wife's very strong minded; she's far more strong minded than me. <laughs> but she just kept going and going and going. They usually are, Joe. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. So, but she she did the same for Florian as well. And I think having that type of combination between technical help and idea and combine passion and drive mm. that helped us a lot i can't say for everyone else but our scenario and situation that's what helped us. you're saying a lot of the same things that we we hear you know articulated in different ways so what about the challenges because a lot of people kind of go well that's it all sounds nice and easy they got lucky you know they came up with an idea they got a plane ticket and it all just must have fallen together Mm -hmm. Easy to make excuses, right? Because it's a bit more comfortable to do that than actually get up off your backside in life. So what were the challenges along the way, just to put all this into perspective? Mm, yeah, me as a software engineer, uh, the biggest challenges that I've seen is, in, we. I started in a, me building software. I didn't have experience with building hardware. So we are now doing both software and hardware as a company. So we do custom things. And for us, it was, for, or for me more, it was an understanding that uh, hardware takes more time. Uh, and you have to always be patient and follow the process. And it, it's very hard because uh, as a business, you have to uh, find the route to market and also make sure that you make your money and so on. So it's, it's very challenging. And it's both me and Joe, we, we're trying to make this happen, but we're pushing different directions. He wants to go for sales straight away. I'm saying it's not ready. Let's let's do more testing. It's not it's not ready. Let's wait. Uh, and I, I've been always pushing back. Let's, let's be patient. And when we deliver, we will make sure that it, it does and it's perfect. And I'm a very perfectionist as a person and my personality. So I wanted everything to be, no one can doubt what we can do. But Joe, come on, let's go. It's ready. I, I believe it's ready. And I always like 
pushback and so on. So that, that was the biggest challenge for me, being able to make sure that we deliver on our promises. So uh, everything that we, even with what we do today, we're very confident that everything that we, we say we do, we do, we actually do it. So uh, it's just putting into practice even now uh, to prove a point for what we, the time that we spend researching this technology, we, we give in our free trials. So if we believe in our technology and it can prove itself, so give me a site, I'll install it for free and we'll show it. Wow, that's that's quite a claim. We'll, yep. come, we'll come back to that in a moment. Um, uh, semi-commercial plug, but we'll really hit it hard for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Joe, what about you in terms of challenges? You know, I, I, I'm in a partnership and uh, that's not without its challenges, even when you work with the really good guys like I do. Uh, so what, what, what about for you? So my personal biggest challenge was I had a house, I had a wife, I've got two children, I was working three jobs. So... I was a personal trainer. I was also doing my water hygiene stuff to get rid of Legionella and trying to develop remote tech and get remote tech to the point where we both believed it could be, but trying to get there as fast as possible. And like Florent just said, I was working three jobs. So I was I was pressured by myself, by my own aspirations. Mm. But at the same time, when I'm going into remote tech and I'm saying to Florent, right, it's ready, let's sell it. And I'm getting told, no, it's it adds an extra pressure. He was right to do that because we wouldn't have the product that we had today. So my, I think my own challenge was my own personal aspiration at the same time as my drive and passion to try and get it out there, but trying to fund my entire life and my family and my house and my cars mm. and whatever else it was. So that was my biggest challenge. And that's a, that's a really important point, I, I think, for a lot of people who listen to this, because they will find themselves in a very similar set of circumstances. You know, the archetypal family man or woman with kids, uh, obligations, uh, and all the pressures that go with it. And therefore, it's easy to use that as the excuse not to move forward with something. Um, I, I don't want to compromise you in any way, because obviously your your product is very valuable from an IP perspective. But in basic terms, what what are you doing? How do we how do you identify legion the Legionella bacteria in water using your device, your sensor? So what our sensor does, it doesn't detect Legionella bacteria itself within water. It detects the perfect conditions that prevent uh, promote Legionella ah, to start okay. growing. Right. So what currently happens is the current method is a man in a van will turn up with a thermometer. He will turn on the tap for if it's hot water, it's one minute. If it's cold water, it's two minutes. And he will stand there for the one or two minutes and he will take the temperature. At the end of that one or two minute period, he'll take that temperature, write it down, and it will go into a site logbook. That does absolutely nothing because he's going back there the next month and there's 30 other days for anything to take place. Now, Legionella bacteria can multiply by the million in 24 hours. So if I'm going on the monthly basis, I could miss 29, 30 odd days. Whereas our temperature sensor sits there and reads temperature completely and utterly in real time and then can tell you the actual temperatures that promote Legionella to start proliferating and growing within a water system. So it doesn't detect Legionella per se, Mm -hmm. but it can be proactive to preventing yeah. Legionella conditions to start growing. So in many ways, even more effective. Yeah. Because it's preventative rather than uh, identifying the problem after it exists. Yes, because the Legionella industry currently is completely and utterly reactive, mm. not proactive. So we can actually be proactive in preventing rather than reactive to an outbreak. Right. And that's the beauty of it. And what about taking this product to market? You know, it's it clearly requires funding. Uh, is that going to come from the government, do you think? Or is it going to be private equity? How do you see you you know scaling this business so currently everything's privately funded uh, we we basically have skin in the game 
So we make sure that every day we put our best at 100% or even 1000% into the business and make sure everything's up to the standard that we believe it's uh, good for the business to go forward. So mm-hmm. um, the fact that we believe in our technology, uh, it makes it easier for us to uh, go out there and prove that what we do is what we, what it does. It does what it says on mm-hmm. the tin. So for us, it's just a way of proving something with, 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 okay, we're doing it because we believe in and the rest will follow. So your target market, Joe, would be hospitals, hotels. Is, is it just the, the kind of the corporate market, if that's the right expression, or is this something that ultimately will be available to anybody? So ideally in the long term, it's something that should be available to everyone and anyone. Currently, we are a business to business product. However, Legionella is in all water systems. So it can be controlled, but it can't be eradicated. It can't be killed, but it can be controlled. So the idea is anywhere where there is water, there could be a potential problem. So it can be anything from a small bungalow or your own household, all the way up to a massive corporate Hilton hotel or whatever it could be. Right. So the idea is to, at this moment in time, focus on business to business purely and simply because it's a compliance and legislation to focus on for us. Mm -hmm. But essentially, Legionella can grow anywhere. So if it can grow anywhere and we can help, our idea would be to try and help as much people as physically right. possible. And is this a patented product? Is patent pending. Yeah, patent pending. Okay. No one else can pinch it. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've got to ask I've got to ask uh, Joe this question. Where on earth, how long did it take you to get triceps like that? Oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a misspent youth right there. <laughs> sometimes I just, oddly enough, I look at myself in the mirror sometimes I think I'm not big enough, but <laughs> I don't know. It's an idiotic thing. Uh, 10, 12 years of infrequent training right I'm but. sure I don't believe you but anyway <laughs> uh, so I, I, I need to you've alluded already to the fact that um, you've got this sensor um, you are very close to I guess you know launch on a bigger scale and, and good luck with that you've also alluded to the fact that your business is a bit more than just a sensor for detecting the ideal conditions for Legionella bacteria to, so what else are you doing and what's next and Sounds like this is a this is a match made in heaven. So what's what's happening next? So temperature for us started as a benchmark of proving who we are and what we do and proving that we can provide one good thing and it can make a difference. But we as a company, we're we're a tech company, we're a startup per se, even though we've been here for like three years. Um we are a tech company that focuses on Internet of Thing devices, uh devices that can monitor any kind of asset. So temperature is the first one, but we plan into expanding fairly quickly into other things. Uh, for water-related stuff as well, for example, flow sensors, Joe is very keen on having um, a sensor for detecting the bacteria in water systems, specifically in water tanks. Uh, it's very intelligent the way it works, which is to have to make it small enough to be scalable enough. Uh, there's a big demand for uh, uh, emergency lighting, and we want to expand into that as well. Uh, so what we're trying to build at this point in time is something that fits all, uh, like a fits all thing, it's censored, and we can bring that to the market. So what, what our business, the plan for the future is to make it so easy that someone in, in school can do it, make it so simple that if someone wants to start the company tomorrow, we can provide them all the tools they need to have that available 
and we will actually endorse it as much as we can, like training programs, uh, scholarships and so on. Wow. Okay. And uh, Joe, I need to ask you in terms of your experience, I still, I'm still smiling at the fact that your father-in-law has bequeathed upon you a, a desire to get involved in bacteria water. Um, but, you know, in terms of your expertise in terms of uh, you, you talk about developing the sensor and, and other ways of detecting bacteria in water in particular emergency lighting all those kinds of things um, your own personal experiences of growing a business from scratch you know running running around doing three different things um, what 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 has that journey brought for you I mean in terms of your learning experiences I'm, I'm looking for advice now to quite a number of listeners. Uh, so this is Joe, one minute in the gym, next minute meets this guy who happens to be personal training. They, they hatch this amazing idea to solve a problem. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're running a business that is clearly go going places. So I think the best way to look at it is expect nothing, but expect everything to go wrong. If you can, if you can actually put yourself in a scenario where you know where you want to go and you know how you feel you want to get there, even a contingency plan isn't going to save you because even once plan A goes wrong, plan B, C, D, E will all go wrong at the same time mm -hmm. and probably cost you a lot of money as well. But most people tend to quit at that point, whereas you can actually learn and so much more. So the important thing is to never lose your passion and really believe in what you're doing. Once you believe it and you know that you can make a difference, you should never stop going forwards. No matter how much time or effort or sleep you're losing, because sleep is the main mm -hmm. sleep is the main thing that you lose, but sleep costs you nothing to lose. Time is the most valuable thing. Um Florin will always say his time is his most valuable asset. And if you're willing to put in your own time and willing to lose sleep and you've got the passion and belief in what you're doing, mm. you're probably going to make it. But if you have 99% belief and 1% disbelief, you're probably going to fail. So the idea is just to believe and be prepared to lose sleep. Very prophetic and wise words, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, to, um, to somebody, particularly, to, I guess, to you, Florin, um, a, a young man or woman with, with a tech idea, and tech is kind of all the rage at the moment, isn't it? Uh, with, a, with a tech idea, how, what advice would you give to them looking to kind of start that process? And I guess Joe's covered a few of those basics, but from, from a very technical perspective, um, I suppose it must be quite easy sometimes to doubt your own yes. knowledge, experience, expertise. Do you have those moments? Or are, you, or are you just too clever to ever doubt yourself? No, I always doubt myself, but I always like a challenge. So uh, I like to challenge myself every day. And um, the big inspiration for me would be my father and Steve Jobs. And uh, Steve Jobs has a very important or very big speech where he, if you wake up every day and you ask yourself, if this was your last day on earth, how would you do it differently? How would you act differently? And if you wake up every day and say, this is not what I want to do. You definitely need to change something. So in terms of an advice would be prepare to fail, but also be motivated that eventually you will succeed. And I, I, I believe in numbers. I'm, I'm, I like math. Uh, I didn't like so much in school, but I do love it now. And uh, probability is that if you keep failing at some point, you will be lucky enough to succeed. So me growing up, I've built many, many projects, many that I haven't even made public. Uh, uh, but from all of them, I learned something. I learned experience. I gain knowledge, uh, knowledge that is 
invaluable. You, you can't buy that knowledge. You have to keep going, keep pushing mm. and keep going no matter what. And have the confidence that anything that you do, even though you may have negativity towards it, you believe is good, it will be good enough. And the biggest mistake I made, uh, maybe I put too much time into something that was good enough and maybe I was over engineering, engineers in general, or software engineers in general, like over engineering stuff, the conversation that we have around the office, even yesterday we had one, uh, where uh, it's a simple solution, but as engineers, we, we think, no, it can't be that easy. We, we, we have to over engineer it. So keeping things simple and just go with it, it might, it might be a very easy approach to taking on the world and taking on a, a new business. So. Uh, everything needs to be simple. I do. I have a. We do have a wall uh, in the office, and uh, it's. It says on the wall, simple, correct, fast. In that order. It's not my idea. I read an article about it, and what does that? What does that mean? It's if something's simple, it, it's easy to change. If it's correct, then it does the job. Mm-hmm. And then if it's correct, you can change it at a later point to make it fast. But if it's in that order, it allows you to build something that. Uh, in this order, it allows you to progress and do something that actually has some benefits. So don't be scared to fail and put something out there. Put something that you can get feedback from people. Feedback is very valuable. So ask your friends, ask your family, um, even run the strangers on forums. You, you might find a lot. There's a lot of people in the world. You will find someone with similar interests. So just go for it. Just don't doubt yourself. Just go do it. And if you, give, you, give, you get bad feedback, that's valuable feedback that you can improve on. Simple, correct, fast. That's a really yes. nice takeaway. In okay. In, uh, it's rare that I get the privilege of um, chatting to two people at the same time on the podcast. So uh, I think I have to take this opportunity to ask, first of all, Joe, because it looks like he might give you a hard time if you go second. <laughs> so I'll ask Joe first. Joe, what do you like and dislike about Florin as a partner, as a business partner, not, so, as, not as a boat? So what I like about him is... If I come with a problem, he will criticize it straight away. And that's not a bad thing. Most people will take that offensively. But if I come with an idea, he will criticize it straight away. But he will also take it away with him and come back with five different ways to make my idea better. So that's almost one of those things where you think you're clever. I'm going to criticize you for it, but I'm going to help you at the same time. And he does that on a daily basis, which is wicked because... Most people wouldn't. They would just criticise and that's the end of the conversation. Yeah, take I'll move apart. on with yeah. the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas he will actually, if he thinks, he, if he will think, if Joe thinks it's a good idea, or anyone, not particularly me, if Joe thinks it's a good idea, then there potentially is some value in it. So let me try and find the value in it. If I can't, then he will tell me. I can't say the words he would say, but mm. I know the word he would say. Mm. And if there is a value in it, he will find at least five different ways to do it. And then also, if he doesn't know how to do it, he will also find five ways of making himself be able to do it. Right. And that's a good thing about it. Okay. Lauren, what about Joe? He really likes pushing me. He really likes pushing me. So uh, I, I, I have to look at those those muscles <laughs> to know that he pushes people. That's, yeah. that's obvious. Yeah. So, um, and we do the same thing. We push each other. So that's, that's a really important thing because sometimes you might have a bad day and you just need someone to be there and push you and see, okay, Keep going. Mm. It's not. It's not the end of the world. Keep going. Keep going. And that's. I think it's val. It's valuable for anyone. If you have someone there, even your parents, if if they push you, uh, and don't smother you every day, 
uh, I think they will be valuable for you to grow up and be able to be a, uh, your own person and be able to uh, overcome every challenge you may have. So that's what I really appreciate. I'm going to put you both on the spot now a little bit. So let's imagine I've got a big long dining table. There's eight seats at this table. And I say you can invite three guests each for dinner. I guess, Florin, one of yours would be Steve Jobs, right? That would be. Yeah. Okay. What about the other two? You can have to think about it for a second or Joe can while you're answering the question. Who who are the three inspirations? And Okay. You, you're going to have to say your wife because she'll probably be listening to this, Joe. But <laughs> let's just presuppose that she's already there. But apart from your dear wife, who would the other three be? So it's kind of cliche, but David Beckham. That's not cliche at all. It is for a big man like me, you know. So the, the reason is because I used to play football when I was younger and I was a good player. I, I was I was pretty good, but I failed because I smashed up my knees and it is what it is. Yeah. But he actually went to my school. So, and he lived in the next road to me oh, as well. okay. Right. So it's kind of one of them boyhood things. And he used to come back to my school to do like shows and you would see him and you'd think, well, he's amazing. He's okay. a superstar. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of one of them. And, and what he's doing now with trying to start a new business with the football team and being a super agent, what he's trying to be, mm -hmm. he's still trying to push on and he's retired, well, essentially retired. Mm -hmm. So that would be one. Um, if you don't mind me, just while you're thinking about it, um, if you don't mind me saying, I, I totally get that. And I get it because very similar to your story, what he's using is his skill to make the world better. He's not just dining out on the fact that he's made a load of money yeah. commercially. And yeah, okay, he's a commercial product, but nevertheless, he's giving back to community. And that's that's what you guys are doing. So I, that totally re resonates with me. I don't think that's cliched at all. I'm just defending you. Thanks. I'll for take a second. that as well. Yeah. Um, who else? And I know that when you listen to this, you go, oh, do you know what? I wish I'd said such and such. You know, you're not scoring points here. We're just kind of getting a, a rough idea of who motivates and inspires you on a daily basis. So my parents definitely inspire me. I will always have them by my side, but I would, if, in terms of business... Yeah, but you've had enough dinners with yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. But in terms of business, I, would, I really think I will enjoy... So lately, I really enjoy Bill Gates and his foundation mm -hmm. uh, with his wife. And since he became a philanthropist, I think that's really amazing. And uh, I really enjoy what, what, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's incredible what he's yes, done, isn't it? Yes. And, uh, well done, Bill. Yes. <laughs> And um, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett would be an interesting conversation to have. I've, they, got, I've got you sussed already. Just, yeah. the, just those three people. And that says everything we need to know about you. Yeah, because they're, they're like uh, buddies. They used to spend time together. Even now, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, they spend time together and like chat yeah. and about business and so on. Even though uh, Steve Jobs and uh, Bill Gates didn't get along somewhere, they were still friends. They were still talking about each other. Mm. They still talk about their technologies and so on. So it would be a very interesting conversation to participate in. Yeah, all it totally of would. Yeah. Joe, have you got another couple for us? Or I like Richard Branson. Do you? So I don't really read anything that he does or go out of my way to research anything on him. All of his actions always hit me in the face. So as soon as I go onto LinkedIn or anything like that, I will always get Richard Branson and all of his staff really happy and smiling and everyone saying that one of the best companies to work for and he's so helpful. And that's kind of what we're trying to build in, in remote tech as well. We're trying to build a different type of business. So even though he's the older generation, I feel like he's bringing a new touch to Virgin itself. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to move away from suits and ties and move into relaxed, effortless, wanting to come to work, workspaces. And that's what we're trying to move towards at Remote Tech anyway. So I really like him. Um, if you ever get all these people around the table, do invite me, won't you? Yeah. Oh, happily, actually, yeah. It, it, it's one of them things, isn't it? It's just... There's loads of people that you would love to meet or love to, or you you get inspired by every day. Yeah. But in terms of business, I, I 
try to not look at anyone because if I try and follow in anyone else's footsteps, it essentially makes me a smaller version of them. Whereas if I can try and do it myself, maybe we're bringing a new edge to the business world. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just like everyone else. It's a judgment for someone else. But I think my kids would be my business driving force because they're massive in my life. That would be who's at my table. Lovely. Nicely said. Um, so tell us a little bit more about remote tech. You guys, social. Look, you're, you're both millennials. Yeah, you, you look like you are. Um, so you must have social media presence like all over the place, unlike me. Um, well, I do a little bit, but I don't understand the first thing about it. How do we find out a little bit about Joe and Florin and you, remote tech? You won't find much about Joe. Uh, you okay. find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, you won't find me on any social media. I think it's ruined the world. Dark horse, love it. Yeah, okay. it, honestly, I've... I've got no time for Instagram or Facebook and looking at other people's lives and drowning myself in my own If self I could reach across this studio right now, I'd high five you, Joe, <laughs> for what you've just said. Okay. So just LinkedIn then. LinkedIn, you'll find yeah, me. The or... professional guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could say that. Um, so basically, we're not going to find out what you had for breakfast or anything yeah, like that. You Terrific. Uh, you won't find my wife either, so don't try and search for okay, her. Okay. <laughs> she's, of, she's of the same opinion of me. I'd... And it's Joe, F-I-N-N. Yes. Yes, Joseph. okay. Yeah. With the muscles. Yeah, that, you'll find him on LinkedIn. Okay. And Florin? Yeah, so information about us too as a company you can find Can't on... be a techie guy and not be all over the place. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it, I have to. So even my phone is like filled with like 300 apps. So I have to have okay. and know everything. Yeah. So you need an app to find the app. Yes, yeah, so okay. something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So my my head can my, can digest so much information. It just for me it's normal. Okay. So yeah, so uh, we can information about us in general. It's on remote-tech.co.uk. So that's our website. Okay, remote tech. Yeah. Remote hyphen tech. Yep. Excellent. Uh, and I'm I'm on Instagram. I'm Instagram. It's Florian CM. Uh, nothing fancy. Okay. Do have a few quiet followers, but I'm Florian F. L-O-R-I-N, Florin. Yeah, Florin. Common in Romania. Yeah, okay. Florin, see Excellent. Final question. Since time is against us, unfortunately, because this has been a really fascinating conversation with two terrific guys, if I may say. Thank you. Um, with all that you know now, you know, and we're having a conversation now with two startup entrepreneurs who hatch an embryonic idea whilst training in a gym, <laughs> complementary expertise and skill sets, combine their resources and come up with an amazing idea and all the other things that are going to flow from that. What have you learned in one simple sentence along the way? In other words, if you were having a conversation, Joe, with one of your kids and they were saying, Daddy, just give us a few words of wisdom about you know making the best of my life. What would those words of wisdom be? And the same question to you, Florian, assuming you haven't got kids, but just, just imagine you have. Um, what conversation would you have with a younger version of Florian? And you can answer in whichever order you like. I don't mind. Floor's yours, Joe. Don't rush anything. Um, I think my biggest flaw moving forward was always, I have an idea, I want to get there tomorrow. But getting there tomorrow is giving you a bad product or giving you a bad decision or making bad decisions. And also, if you're looking to employ people, actually take a look at their values and their passion and what they do external from work, not internal from work, because they may have the skills, but hard work always beats skill set all the time. So look at who you're trying to surround yourself with first don't rush who you're trying to be with or where you're trying to get or what you're trying to achieve because you can get there, but success doesn't always happen overnight. So just don't rush anything. I think that's that's my biggest flaw looking back that I would change. Okay, good. Good advice. Florian? So I think everyone can be successful. 
It just they need to find it within them. Um, there's no special chemical. There's no special people in the world. It's, everyone's the same. Um, and I think uh, if you want something, if you want to be successful, you have to give your 100%. If you kind of want to be successful, that's not good enough. You're not going to be successful if you just kind of want it. You have to give up sleep. You have to give up your movies. You have to give up everything you want in order to be successful. Uh, and very importantly, they're not my words. Do what you love. Love what you do. That's good, very important. Good way of finishing. Joe Finn, Florin Manguth, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a really interesting conversation. I wish you, on behalf of everyone listening, uh, every success in all that you're doing, not just with the sensor. Uh, and let's hope that there's an eradication of Legionnaire's disease in the long term, but certainly with everything else you're doing as well, because you're too clearly very bright, uh, ambitious guys. So I wish you well in all you do. No, thank you. Thank you. Well, that was the Sandro Forte podcast. And I have to say that was one of the most fascinating conversations I think I've ever had. And two really great guys too. Remember, there are many more fantastic guests joining me over the coming week. So please make sure you subscribe if you want to pick up some great tips on success. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Sandro's podcast, at Sandro's with an S, same on all channels. And we'd love to hear your stories, ideas, anecdotes, challenges, or whatever it is that motivates you. So please keep the emails coming. Hello at sandrospodcast.com. And please remember to connect with us on social media. Don't forget to keep all those ideas ideas coming. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Until next week, bye for now.